Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reign of Tyranny. I'm your host, Alan Johns, and you are listening to the only hashtag WrestleCast. In the hashtag WrestleCast nation, hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself, we welcome you to the show. Whether this is your first time to the show or your 85th time to the show, uh, we welcome you to the show. We welcome one and all. We thank you for joining us. And... Uh, we uh, we've got we've got a little bit of a of a curveball thrown to you today. We're gonna try a new type of segment. Well, this was a segment from our second season, and if you want to familiarize yourself with the second season of the show, you can listen to the eleven or twelve episodes that constitute season two of this show. If you want to learn about where we come from, why I call myself an ex-truth teller, what was going on with. Uh, Dweebus, the space alien, also known as Skinner, also known as Curryman, also known as Sammy Callahan, Ernest the Cat Miller, uh, Christian Cage. If you want to know all about that, you can go and listen to the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of this show. Uh, we are currently in season three, and uh, we welcome you. Uh, season three, now, we're changing things up a little bit. This is not my usual format. If you want to know what happened to my format, which was about, oh my goodness, and I do, ex- excuse me, I do beg your forgiveness for them yawns. That's my, that's becoming kind of my trademark, whether I like it or not, because the third season of this show is marked by my truck rides into town. Now, if you're familiar with the 40 or, episode, 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of this show, if you're familiar with the 12 or 13 or 11 or 12 episodes that constitute season two of this show, And if you're familiar with the six or so episodes that so far constitute season three of this show, you know that I am coming to you daily now on my morning truck rides into town. And and these are from my daughter's organic farming operation uh, somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. Little bit of backstory, I won't get too far into it. A space alien from outer space interfered with my truth-telling operation, which expanded for 10 years straight. Was a presence on AM radio, on the internet. We had a podcast. We uh, broadcast seven days a week, four hours a day. We had uh, people on the internet forums, our fans, talking about their constitutional rights, talking about their gun rights, etc., etc., borders, etc., etc. The things these people, the things that that we the people may talk about on uh, such forums. And uh, basically, the space alien came from outer space. He has nothing better to do than listen to my shows and come to Earth where he has the, you know, because he has the capability or his space alien race has the capability to contact or interfere, actually make physical contact with with our planet, with a species such as ourselves, where our species, our parallel evolving species, may not have developed the technology as far as we know, according to NASA and our government's announcements, to contact a space alien race such as his out there, wherever the heck it is he resides. Uh, now, this space alien, uh, as I said, Dweebus, a.k.a. Skinner, a.k.a. Curry Man, Callahan, Sammy Callahan, Christian Cage, Ernest the Cat Miller, he, he, uh, he came after... So he stole my voice. He destroyed my truth-telling operation, which some might refer to as conspiracy theorizing, which is most certainly what we were not doing. We were telling the truth, telling the truth about the government, much to, uh, you know, they didn't like it at all. But uh, but basically, this space alien came. He shut down that operation. He destroyed that operation. He ran my sponsors out of town. He destroyed the hard work of my blood, sweat, and tears for over a decade and put my family at risk. Luckily, my daughter was able to start this organic farming operation she'd been working on for so long. So now we're out down at the organic 
organic farming operation somewhere in Texas, and I don't have any voice. The space alien took my voice booth in back to wherever the heck it is. He resides in the far dark corners of this universe, and I didn't have a voice for two years. I watched a whole lot of WWE Network in that time trying to recover. Not sure what to do. I watched every Brett the Hitman heart match, but most importantly, I rekindled the fire that was my love for professional wrestling. So this was about 2017, I guess, and, and I was sitting around, and my voice came back at the early 2018. Oh, I do beg your forgiveness. I'm so sorry. I beg your forgiveness, but it is uh, very early in the morning. The sun is not up. I'm riding in my car into town. Uh, we're getting a head start on the rest of the population out here somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific, and I do apologize for the yawns, but what is a man to do when he has not yet had his coffee? I'm probably going to yawn because I am a man. So, oh boy, if you heard that, I'm putting my, putting my progressive, dang it, I'm putting my auto insurance rate at risk. Anyway, anyway, uh, uh, oh, where was I? Oh, geez. So the space alien interfered with my truth-telling operation. He, he shut it down. He ran my sponsors out of town. He ruined the operation. He put my life at risk, my family's life at, at risk. He most certainly did away with my earnings, my, my steady source of income. So we had to do something when my voice came back. My wife and I discussed it and decided I could return to broadcasting because I'm a third generation broadcaster, first generation podcaster. I've got it in my bones. I got it in my blood. So we decided to bring you the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion. And that is what you are listening to Ring of Tyranny. Now we started off, folks, we started off covering WWE exclusively because that's what I was getting back in touch with. That's what I was liking. Of course, this is the time of the rise of uh, 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 I do I do beg your excuse me I do beg your forgiveness I'm a man uh, we we watched the we began watching familiarizing ourselves with the AEW you know we started this podcast right around when the AEW was coming together right around when the AEW was going to announce all in they hadn't announced all in yet and so that was happening you know the formation of the of the uh, of the personification of the American dreams, Dusty Rhodes into AEW, getting its uh, rising like a phoenix and getting his revenge on on the uh, personification of the evil empire run by Vince McMahon. Now, not none of us are sure that AEW itself is not just a Vince McMahon uh, creation. The man is crazy, uh, to use a term I'm not too fond of, but I believe Vince McMahon himself would admit to being, uh, you know, admit to possibly being as such. Well, we covered WWE exclusively until, you know, you begin to you begin to get weary 10 to 15 plus hours a week of, of, of content to absorb, to, to be able to follow what's going on. I mean, it began to listen to more and more WrestleCast, hashtag WrestleCast. Now, that's a WrestleCast is a podcast that covers wrestling. I don't know if I've ever explained that. Anyway... It's a podcast that covers wrestling, much like this podcast. Now, not many WrestleCasts can claim to be the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion coverage uh, like Ring of Tyranny can. But many, 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 many WrestleCasts upon WrestleCasts upon WrestleCasts upon WrestleCasts WrestleCasts upon WrestleCasts upon WrestleCasts upon WrestleCasts, hundreds of thousands and possibly more WrestleCasts can claim to cover WWE exclusively. So we decided not to do that. We started branching out. We started watching Being the Elite. We started watching MLW Fusion, which is still probably my favorite. I've missed the past uh, three or four episodes. Need to... Oh, boy, excuse me. My favorite wrestler is Teddy Hart, current wrestler, and he does reside on MLW, but 
You know, we were there when the Lucha Brothers became the tag champs at MLW, when MJF got his start at MLW, quickly rocketed to the top, quickly started showing up at the AEW events. They knew they had a solid piece of gold with MJF, Maxell Jacob Friedman, and uh, look at how it's working out. I mean, uh, he's he's quite good. He's stealing the he's stolen his segment uh, at least at AEW Dynamite, if not the whole show last week. And we're really looking forward to AEW Dynamite tomorrow night. Going to be watching. Uh, oh, oh, excuse me. Boy, it's a yawning morning this morning, and I do apologize for that. I haven't had my morning coffee, which is on its way. I'll be getting one of those when I get into town. Uh, but so we were covering the WWE less and less, and as you know, there's hundreds of thousands of WrestleCast upon WrestleCast upon WrestleCast covering WWE, so that's not a problem. Uh, we began to cover MLW. We began to cover being the lead, the road to nothing or double, and then nothing or double happened. And AEW announced their show, which we're covering now. Uh, that's what we'll be covering pretty much every Thursday. The morning after that airs. I don't have a DVR, so i got to try and catch it live. Otherwise, I'm going to miss it. And uh, we won't be able to add to the AEW files. But another aspect uh, of my getting back in touch with professional wrestling, my old flame, Hobby Flame, was listening to the WrestleCast and the WrestleCast Nation. Now, I am almost, folks, as much a fan of these WrestleCasts as I am the wrestling shows themselves. And, and a lot of them have their own personalities. They have their own formats. They have their own pr- presentations. Certain ones have ex-wrestlers, and that's the one I'm going to talk about to you today. What we're going to do on this episode, and perhaps this will be our weekly show, we're going to do a full episode, hashtag WrestleCast Nation salute. And what I was getting, I got a little sidetracked there, but what I was getting at uh, at the start there is this is a segment we introduced in Season 2 of the show. And again, if you want to familiarize yourself with Season 2, you can go familiarize yourself with the 11 or 12 episodes that constitute Season 2 of this show. That was before the FDI, the Men in Black, the Black Helicopters invaded our organic farming operation, our organic farming compound. Well, that was before Special Agent FDI... Uh, Special Agent Clinton of the FDI introduced himself to me at my doorstep, started uh, threatening me until we kind of hit it off uh, over our fandom, our uh, our shared fandom of Chicago PD and Law and Order SVU. That was before he gave me the DEB grade throat lozenges that are allowing me to speak to you so clearly where I'm not speaking to you like my, my old voice, like this was my old voice. I'm not really speaking like that anymore. My throat's feeling clear. It's actually feeling much better. Uh, Special Agent Clinton actually did me a huge solid giving me them throat lozenges. That makes my throat feel better. That makes me able to talk more. That makes me not want to take so many breaks and say, uh, 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 and I do apologize for the uhs, and I do apologize for the yawns, folks, but I am a man. I'm only human. And I'm hosting this WrestleCast, one of many WrestleCasts. We are just one WrestleCast citizen of the WrestleCast Nation. But what I wanted to do this week, this episode, was extend that hashtag WrestleCastNation salute to an entire episode. So here it is, folks. The hashtag WrestleCastNation salute. Hashtag WrestleCastNation salute. And this week, we are saluting a very fine show, a show whose mythos run almost as deep as ours. We are going to salute for you my, one of my, well, 
I, I wonder, should I do my personal? Yes, I will. I, well, maybe we'll we'll just revisit it because this one's so good. Conan's keeping it 100, or as a, a true knower in the know would say, keeping it 100 with Conan. Now, Conan uh, is very famous uh, from AAA, from Luchador. He's famous for kind of bringing Luchador to the U.S. Uh, it's Cuban, Cuban-American, I believe. Uh, excuse me. So, uh, he, Conan has uh, showed up on the WrestleCast Nation, you know, got his citizen to the WrestleCast, his citizenship to the WrestleCast Nation early on when you'd look up. WrestleCasts uh, to listen to Conan. Keeping it 100 with Conan would come up pretty early on in the game. One of the most prominent names that would come up uh, for you to check out would be Keeping It 100 with Conan. We've got very favorable uh, reviews right off. Uh, the original team of Conan, uh, Glenn Gilberti, aka the Disco Inferno, y'all would remember from WCW, and Kevin Gill, who I'm not super familiar with, but is uh, apparently a a what you call it a clown head uh he's apparently a uh he's of that clown army that insane those insane clowns insane clown posse what are what are those called the the clown freaks the clowny freaks he's one of them clowny freaks uh that listens to insane clown posse and goes to the insane clown posse show and sprays orange soda all over themselves um pineapple soda some cases he is one of those. So Kevin Gill was kind of the producer of the show, and, and the show started off with a lot of the same, a lot of the same mechanics that it has now. Reading fan letters, they were already getting fan emails. You know, they get a few email, more emails than we do, but they would get fan letters. They'd read those on air. They'd answer calls on air. And one of the one of the defining characteristics was they kind of had trolls on Twitter, and those are some of the same trolls they have now. That's your. Uh, Mike Holder, the evil stand-up uh, comedian. There was um, there was what Tim Burr, the evil lumberjack. And as time goes on, you know, people have had their suspicions of who these people are. I personally think that they could be uh, Josephine the Third, who ended up taking over duties for Kevin Gill. For so for about the first year, I would say, or half a year at least, um, Conan and Disco. Uh, we're working with Kevin Gill. You can kind of tell that Conan and Disco Inferno are the true creative forces behind the show. But they were working with Kevin Gill, and they'd give him they'd give him the business fairly regularly. They would uh, they would talk to him about. He would appear on other shows, and he would kind of not stick up for himself or something like that. When another host, a show host, was making fun of him. Uh, Cyrus, uh, the virus from the ECW days from TNA, he, the guy who runs Impact now, TNA became Impact and Cyrus runs Impact now after doing some commentary in NJPW for a few years, he particularly ripped Kevin Gill a new one. And at a certain point, Conan and Disco seemed to just get so fed up with Kevin Gill that they kicked him off the show and they brought in the, the producer slash... Uh, well, he's, a, he's kind of the quiet, true host of the show uh, that puts everything in order, and that's Josephine the Third, And he's been uh, quite a good replacement, quite a good fit. He is the one that cues up the music. He is the one that cues up the segments that does the editing afterwards. And i got to tell you guys, for a show 
that runs about three hours a week, coming uh, edited, produced by a guy who apparently has a whole handful of podcasts. It's pretty well done. I rarely ever hear any kind of mistake other than maybe uh, two seconds of silence that don't sound like they should necessarily be there. This show is a quality show. You have many different segments. Usually there's an interview every week with someone. Recently they've interviewed Conrad Thompson. Uh, They've interviewed Vince Russo multiple times. They had a couple interviews early on with Teddy Hart, which were my personal favorite because Teddy Hart, the man just the man just doesn't know how to stop, and, and those interviews are quite entertaining. But there, you know, this is a, a common feature of the show. We have the the interview section with someone where you know they interview Cyrus. Cyrus is a regular interviewee on the show, and that you know, being from the business as they are, they have quite a rapport with uh, a lot of these different people that other shows may not necessarily have. They were in the wrestling business, as they like to bring up constantly, especially Glenn Gilberti, a.k.a. the Disco Inferno. He likes to he likes to remind you he was in the wrestling business. And uh, they'll, they'll have the interviews. They'll each get a song pick, so you'll have a full-length song, um, usually an old classic rock song or uh, some kind of rap song. Oh, excuse me for Mr. Feeney. They have a whole lot of characters um, that interact with the show. There's a man named Husey who has a show on Mike Dermann's network. There's a man uh, named... or Husey has a show on Joseph Feeney's network. Excuse me. There's a man named Mike Durband who has a show on Vince Russo's network, uh, The Realm uh, Network, with Vince Russo's WrestleCast. And, uh, you know, there's just kind of little, uh, a little handful of characters that interact with this show. And as you listen to the show, you get more and more familiar with the characters, and it's a good time. There's a couple segments that are just hilarious. Uh, Disco Inferno, for a long time, there's been a feud going on with uh, Chris Jericho and Disco Inferno. So Chris Jericho, the current AEW world champion, will step in from time to time, make a call. He's been interviewed on the show. His father's been interviewed on the show. When Chris Jericho was putting together his first cruise, there was kind of a running thing on the show. Uh, Disco Inferno had lost a bet of some sort and was supposed to wear um, that Borat, the sw- that swimsuit Borat wore with the little spaghetti straps. If you look at Look up Google image, whatever image, being image, uh, Borat in a swimsuit. This is probably the first one that'll come up, but it's very thin straps over his pecs, kind of a speedo. It's a women, it's a women's bathing suit. But Disco Inferno had lost some bet where he was supposed to uh, wear that bathing suit on the Jericho Cruise, on the maiden voyage of the Jericho Cruise, which had wrestlers, it had live performances by Jericho's band Fozzie, it had a multitude of things. And so they were building up to this. Disco Inferno was going to go on the cruise. Now, he, he was refusing to admit that he lost. He was refusing to admit. Disco Inferno was refusing to admit that he needed to uh, pay up on, on his end of the bat and wear the swimsuit on the cruise. And Chris Jericho was supposed to apologize for something over the months and had kept calling in. And right when he was about to apologize, and it sounded like he was sincere to me, right before he was about to apologize, he would... You know, he'd be at the train station and the train would show up or he'd be at the backstage at the Fozzie show and he'd say, now, Disco Inferno, I'm, I just want to 
apologize. This has been a long time coming. And oh, oh, I got to go on stage. I'm getting called on stage. I'm sorry. I'll have to pick this up. So every time he was about to apologize, sincerely, um, you know, sounded like he was being sincere to me. Every time he was about to apologize, he'd get pulled somewhere else and he wouldn't be able to apologize. So the Disco Inferno, this hurt his feelings quite much. And he did not want, he did not think it was, he did not think it was earned that he should have to go on the Jericho cruise and wear the Borat swimsuit. And anyway, he was going to go on the cruise. He's talking about the cruise. They were talking about, Conan went on the cruise. Josephine, I believe, also went on the cruise. And they were talking about the cruise for months. Lo and behold, when time to come aboard the ship uh, reared its head, Disco Inferno had not gotten his passport. Now, getting your passport, that's something regular people apparently do. I don't have one. I don't have it. I don't really go. I've never even, I've hardly been out of the state of Texas. All my family's here. I've never really been, uh, you know, a world traveler. I've never really needed a passport. The Disco Inferno said he did not get his passport, so he wasn't going to be able to go on the cruise because you need a passport to travel international waters. So, a lot of the people on the cruise, Chris Jericho included, took this as as his plot, as Disco Inferno's plot all along. There's much footage from the cruise that Mike Durband of the Mike Durband Show uh, took. Uh, he he recorded footage of the cruise. He recorded footage of Jericho uh, leading entire crowds to say "f f Disco." You know the f word. We don't we don't swear and cuss on this show. This is a well, I'm a Christian man. This is a Christian show, uh, generally. Uh, well, it is. It is. I, I'm not, anyway, they, so there's entire crowds yelling at Disco, calling Disco a jerk. Uh, Shane Helms, who now works for WWE. I mean, these people all know Disco Inferno. Shane Helms, Hurricane Helms, used to show up a lot more on Keeping It 100 with Conan until he got his job at the WWE. One wonders whether that's the WWE saying, you know, Shane Helms, you're not allowed. To do that wrestle cast, which only adds to keeping it 100's notoriety. But uh, he was leading crowds to yell about Disco. All these crowds were yelling about Disco. Disco, uh, Chris Jericho comes out for one of the shows in a Disco Inferno uh, costume of sorts, wearing a fake nose and everything. A lot of people like to say that Disco Inferno's nose is uh, quite large and, and like to make fun of it. So uh, that's what happened there. And that was the Jericho Cruise. That was the first Jericho Cruise. I'm kind of excited to see what happens on the second Jericho Cruise now that he's got so much more fame, uh, notoriety with the AEW Dynamite and whatnot. I'm sure it's going to be fun. I wonder if Disco Inferno will be a component. And that's kind of... So, something about Disco Inferno, he works at the largest men's club in... in, uh, in the country, in Las Vegas there. He lives in Vegas. He works at this men's club, this gentleman's club, uh, as he likes to call it. And uh, he basically, uh, Disco Inferno, you know, he's got a lot of opinions. And he's got a lot of opinions that seem to upset certain people. He's got a lot of opinions that he ain't afraid to share. And... Well, he he's almost, and he'll even describe himself as such uh, himself, he's almost a natural born, he's almost one of the last working heels in the business. And so, you know, sometimes he'll just be, 
answering a question and he knows it's an answer you're not going to like and he gives the answer anyway but he's very good at giving the answer in a manner that sounds antagonistic and so since keeping it 100 has really gotten off the ground and gotten going you know uh disco inferno he has a Disco Inferno, he has uh... Disco Inferno has appeared here and there on different on different shows, on new shows. Uh, he appeared on Impact for a handful of episodes after they moved to Twitch uh, slash the Pursuit Network, kind of the nature hunting network they were on for a little while. Um, he appeared on there, and he did this whole thing where he was putting down the women's wrestling. He was saying no woman's wrestler would ever be as good as a man, and he met his match in Scarlett Bordeaux. He got wrestled at a pay-per-view by Scarlett Bordeaux, who's now in the NXT, who's now appearing soon in NXT. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux is quite good. Disco Inferno kind of made, brought her up. He, he made Tessa Blanchard look good. He got in a little, a little scuffle with her. Now she's getting in scuffles with Sammy Callahan over there at Impact. Disco Inferno's kind of this thread. And now, annoying as he is, he's kind of this thread that winds everything together. So, anyway, if you were a fan of Keeping It 100, you saw the rise of Disco Inferno. Uh, you saw how his influence started to spread to other areas of the WrestleCast Nation. And he's kind of a guy that doesn't get any credit for it. If, any, if he gets any credit for it, it's mostly people calling him a jerk and this and that. Uh, because of his natural human heel kind of tendencies. So, anyway, uh, he's the he's kind of one of the main attractions of keeping it 100. Conan himself is pretty funny. Uh, they'll talk about sports here and there. They'll talk about this and that. Uh, Disco Inferno, definitely the comedic relief. He also has a show with Vince Russo on the Realm Network, the Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco show. Uh, he claims to be the original creator of the list uh the disco list which chris jericho of course made the list famous in wwe where people he didn't like he'd put them on the list and that was their punishment but as the years have gone on keeping it 100 has been on for two or three years now as the years have gone on keeping it 100 has really proven itself to be one of the best wrestlecasts one of the most valuable citizens mvcs uh, of the wrestlecast nation you listen to it now, it's just as good as it was then. Uh, it's pretty much worth your time to go through all the episodes. Over time, we've got quite a few segments now. We've got Disco List Wrestling with Jay George and uh, Mitch Valentine and Alicia Felicia Rose and Kevin Conklin and, uh, you know, all kinds of people showing up. And they send in audio recordings of their promos and they do Disco List Wrestling. Conan is a, is a commensurate host. He's got he's got the know on the ins and outs of wrestling. He's good friends with Rey Mysterio. I believe they even had uh, Kane Velasquez on recently, who was uh, who was this huge? Yeah, he's an MMA fighter. He's huge in Mexico, and and Conan had had him at a wrestling show. I believe this was Kane Velasquez. I have to get back when I confirm that, but. Uh, he's on SmackDown now. He's gonna be he's gonna be fighting against Brock Lesnar on on the main roster now. So whether you like it or not, keeping it 100 with Conan and Disco Inferno and Josephini, well these guys have got their pulse. Uh, well they've got their fingers on the pulse of the hashtag WrestleCast Nation, 
and a lot of the a lot of the people they interact with, a lot of the stuff they come into contact with and put over on this podcast seems to end up uh, showing up in the mainstream. And, uh, you know, it's worth your time, in my opinion, to familiarize yourself with the ins and outs of keeping it 100. It's in my, it's in your interest, in my opinion, to keep it 100 yourself. So that's our hashtag WrestleCast Nation salute. Keeping it 100 with Conan, the current prince, king, possibly king of the hashtag WrestleCast Nation. I will tell you it is a WrestleCast. I do not miss. There is not a week that I miss this WrestleCast, and we'll probably have to do a part two because it runs so deep. It ran deeper than I had time to cover for today. But that is the end of this morning truck ride into town. We're arriving at our destination, so I am going to have to say good morning to you. And I thank you again for joining us. If you'd like to send us an email, send us your questions, comments, complaints. We do appreciate them to Ring of Tyranny. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your complaints, your criticisms. We do appreciate them as long as you're not from an earth-shaped organization. We do appreciate uh, your advocacy. If you'd like to join... Oh, let's play the TE... Let's play the, pa- the patron song for our patron TEC bid. T-E-C bed, thank you for your bed. T-E-C bed, thank you for your bed. You commented, but you made history with Bum, Allen, and Bertie. So thank you, patron, our first patron. <laughs> that was the song uh, for Mr. T-E-C bed, our beloved patron. If you'd like to join uh, Mr. TEC bid uh, in his patronage. You can do so at patreon.com slash ring of tyranny. That's uh, R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, check on the Chicago PD tweet. See how the Chicago PD tweet is doing. Go ahead. That's at ring of tyranny on the Twitter. Uh, come back tomorrow. We'll have another show for you tomorrow. Uh, familiarize yourself with the previous seasons of this show. Keep Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being good citizens of the hashtag WrestleCast Nation. And uh, may the good Lord suplex you. Well, may the good Lord take a liking to you and suplex you real soon. Good morning.